Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. This morning, I would like to share with you one of the very important messages that we like to learn from the Scripture. If we follow the Bible and let the Word of God become real in our life, we will be victorious and we will experience supernatural breakthroughs and supernatural victory in our life. I'd like to read from Luke chapter 3, verses 16 to 17 from the Amplified Bible. Amplified Bible, Luke chapter 3, 16 to 17. John, which means John the Baptist, who was the cousin of Jesus. When John was a baby in the womb of Elizabeth, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, came by. John was moving in the womb because the spirit in John the Baptist knew that the baby in Mary's womb was the son of God. So this is a miracle. John answered them all by saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming and the strap of whose sandals I am not fit to unfasten. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing shower of fog is in his hand to thoroughly clear and cleanse his threshing floor and to gather the wheat and store it in his granary. But the chaff he will burn with fire that cannot be extinguished. John said that Jesus would come and baptize his people with the Spirit and with fire. Everyone say and. It's not all. And. So in the Bible, there are four kinds of baptism. We are talking about baptism with fire today. The first baptism is the baptism in water. What does it mean, baptism? Baptism is a Greek language, means to immerse into something fully. When you put something in the, under the water, the whole thing, we call immersion. Baptism means immersion. God wants us to be baptized in water to show that we repent of our sin. We die to the old life. When you go under the water and you don't come up for 5 to 10 minutes, you will die. Because the oxygen is fully used by your brain. So if you don't breathe again, you're going to die. So baptism is a sign of death to the old sinful life and come up to have a new life with God. Baptism in water. Number two, baptism or baptize into the body or the church, which means that God wants all of us to plug into a local church, be a part of a local church. We should not run around out there on the street and let the devil attack us. We should be under the supernatural and spiritual protection of a local church. This morning, we were talking about our son. My son was born with autism. And the doctors say that my son would never be able to take care of himself. He's going to be on welfare for the rest of his life. He will not be able to finish school. He will not be able to do anything. Very bad deal when the doctor told us. And we say, 
No way, Jose. We are a child of God. We're gonna take our children to church. We're gonna grow up in the church together. And now my son works in Microsoft. He finishes school. He has his own income. He doesn't have to depend on welfare. He has enough money to fly to different places. You see, because he was growing up in the local church, where the presence of God is there, where the grace of God is poured in, where the protection of God and the healing of God is there. Praise God! We are so glad we built the church in Seattle. Amen. God is good. So we baptize into the church, into the family of God. Number three, most charismatic of Pentecostal churches know about this is baptism with the Holy Spirit. We immerse into the Spirit of God in order to have power to serve the Lord, to preach the gospel, to make disciple, and to the great miracles work of God. Baptism with the Holy Spirit. When you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, you will speak in other tongues. When I was only two years old Christian, I went to a meeting with a lot of Christian doctors and nurses in Thailand, and one of the preachers was the spirit-filled family doctor from London. So he came, and I could not understand him very well. His accent is very British, but I sit there anyway and listen to him. But when he said on the last day, if you never been filled with the Holy Spirit, come out here. So I walked out, and he laid hand on me, and I felt sudden something on my head. It's like a big waterfall came down zoop, into my heart, and suddenly I opened my mouth and spoke with other tongues that I never learned before. This is supernatural. This is supernatural. How come in the world I opened my mouth and spoke other tongues without learning it before? After that day, I was totally changed. I became a new man. So that was a baptism with the Holy Spirit that happened to me in 1982, long time ago. But I did not have any idea about the baptism with fire. You notice in the Bible say John say he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And not all, not the same thing. And with fire, God sent His fire, which means also the Holy Spirit, but a bit different ministry. Baptism with the Holy Spirit, the purpose is for power, that you can serve God with power. After I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, I pray for my patient who have a gunshot wound on the head. The skull came off. The brain got cut off. This happened in Cambodia. There, there was a communist fighting with the government at that time, and he got the head big hole here. I tried to perform surgery to close that open opening in the skull. You see the brain pulsating, poop, poop, poop through the skull. Big hole, but this big. And definitely, if we cannot close that one, he gonna die. Due to brain infection or abscess, because the bacteria can go in. God created us to have hair and skull and skin to protect the bacteria to go into our body, and then we get infection if we don't have protection. So without this protection, he's gonna die. So I pray for him, and I say, God, I believe in your power. I pray, and God perform a miracle. Overnight, I went back and opened the hairdressing. 
the wound was closed wow. by the power of God, and I had a goosebump. This is not neurosurgeon. Neurosurgeon cannot do this. Actually, I already operated on him one time to close the skin, move the skin from one place to another place, but that skin died because necrosis. So the skin come off. And then expose the brain again. But God can perform miracle. Our God is a supernatural God. Amen. Amen. He's a supernatural being that can perform miracles after miracles. I'm so glad I believe in God. He can perform miracles for me. I shared yesterday with a group of people that I was driving in Seattle. I just came there first year, and I don't know how to drive in snow. People come from tropical country. Only rain and hot. So when in snow, you don't know how to drive. I took the slope down, go downhill. I should not take that slope down in the snow. I should take the little road around with our flat road. You understand what I mean? I was driving down, and then suddenly I put the brake. Big mistake. The car slided because I put on the brake. The tire stopped, slide, and I saw the car in front of me. Oops! My insurance gonna go up. That's my first reaction. And they say, "In Jesus' name, please help me!" I shouted out loud behind the steering wheel, and you know the car stopped on the slope with the snow, like this. Oh my God! This is a miracle. And I got out without car accident that day. You see, I believe we're going to talk about this in the camp this year in Seattle about divine protection. God say in the book of Psalm chapter 91, God sent army of angels to protect us. I believe the angels just zoop for me. You know that all of you have angels for you. Use them. Use them. <laughs> Don't let them stay. Be bored. Just use the angel for your life. <laughs> God is a miracle-working God, amen? amen. What is a baptism with fire? What is a baptism with fire? Let me read one more time. The Bible, Luke three sixteen to seventeen, explain that his winnowing shower of fog is in his hand to thoroughly clear and cleanse his threshing floor. What is the threshing floor of God? The threshing floor of God is a community of God's people. We are His. People and we gather together in His field. We are His people to gather the wheat and store it in His granary. But the chaff, chaff is something we don't want to have. We want to get rid of. He will burn with fire that cannot be extinguished. The fire of God cannot be stopped by any man. God will put the fire of God in His church for the reason of. Purging, cleansing, purifying, and getting rid of the junk in the church, getting rid of all the sins and the bondages and the demons and the curses and sickness and disease. All the bad things will be removed by the fire of God. God wants to save us. Jesus died to pay for our sin. Jesus on the cross, He took our sin. So that we can have the righteousness of God, Jesus on the cross, He took our death, so that we can have super abundant life and eternal life in heaven. There is an exchange at the cross. On the cross, Jesus took 
our shame so that we can have the glory of God. God. Jesus on the cross, he took the rejection from the Father so that we can be accepted by the Father. At the whipping post, Jesus was whipped and his back was cut into pieces, into wounded. At that whipping post, he took our penalty, our punishment, and one of them is sickness and disease. At the whipping post, he took our sickness and diseases so that we can be healed and we can live a healthy life. Jesus did everything for us so that we can enjoy this life and have eternal life. But we receive all this blessing by faith, what Jesus did for us. But he did not only save us and leave us there alone and say bye-bye. He wants to give us two things after salvation. Number one, he wants us to have power. We are living in the world. The Bible says that in the end time, there will be perilous time. Perilous means bad time. You notice nowadays, so many bad things happen. People kill each other. Storm and hurricane and all the bad things. And the double tower in New York fell down. We are living in the perilous time. And we need to fight with the enemy on earth. There are demons. There are sickness, disease, and all kinds of problems on earth here. We need the power to live on earth. That's why he said, fill with the Holy Spirit. Baptize with the Holy Spirit so you can have the power to fight against your enemy. But not only that. He wants us to live a holy life. He wants us to be a good witness for him. Can you imagine if your life is messy? If you're so bad, you lie all the time, you cheat, you act weird in the office. No one wants to come to know Jesus because you're such a mess. Is that right? I remember when I first came to America and worked in University of Washington as a resident, neurosurgery resident. There was one man younger than me. He claimed to be a Christian, but his personality is a mess. And a lot of doctors and nurses shook their head and said, I don't want this kind of thing. I don't want your God. You're such emotional. You do not have self-control. So it's very bad witness to a lot of people. So you need to be good witness. You need to get rid of all the junk of your life. We grew up with junks, with bad habits, wrong idea, wrong mentality that you learn from the TV and movie. We have sinful nature. We have demons on the inside of us. And how are we going to get rid of that? God say, I want to clean you up on earth right now so that you will be a clean vessel for me to flow through so that you will not have to deal with curses. You know, sin leads to curse. When you keep sinning, the curse will come on you. And because God is just, you reap what you sow. You sow bad things, you're going to reap bad things even though you are forgiven and you're going to go to heaven. But by the justice of God, if you don't repent and you don't shape up your life, you can be in trouble. So God wants you to live a holy life, pure life. But you cannot fix yourself. Can a patient who has brain tumor open his own skull and take the tumor out? Cannot. A few weeks ago, I saw one lady that I took a tumor out called meningioma. She is about 67 years old. And she has a big tumor here. I took it out. And a repeat MRI, clean, no tumor. Hallelujah. 
but she needed a doctor like me to open up and get rid of the junk out of her brain so that she will not die soon. Is that right? The same thing. We cannot clean ourselves. We can make a decision. I don't want you anymore. I don't want this sin anymore. I don't want gambling anymore. I don't want addiction anymore. I don't want smoking anymore. I don't want drugs and bad stuff anymore. I don't want to be short temper anymore. I don't want to be selfish anymore. Please, God, get rid of them. You can pray to God and you can ask God, but God wants to help you by sending the fire to burn this junk out of you. Amen. So the fire of God comes to burn the junk out of you. I know that this is the message that most charismatic churches don't understand at all because they stop at only baptism with the Holy Spirit. They don't have any idea about baptism with fire. So the Holy Spirit come in to. Clean you up to get rid of the dross, the junk, the curse in your life, the demonic activities in your life. I have my first-hand experiences. I was born again in around 1982, something like that. 1981, 1982, and I was baptized with the Holy Spirit in 1983. Around that time, one or two years later, but oh, I tell you, I still have problems. I still Have a hard time forgiving people. I was mean to my wife. My wife was so patient with me. I was not very good husband. I was very arrogant, and very selfish man, very self-centered man, and very arrogant. And I tried to change, but I could not. Even though I believe in Jesus, but I was not able to change myself. Until one day, I felt that my Christian walk. It's not going anywhere that much. I study the Bible, but I cannot love Jesus the way I should love Him. I cannot be a good husband the way I should be. One day, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. You need my help. Somebody hand me a book to read about the Holy Spirit. So I read in the airplane while I was flying to Thailand for the pastoral meeting. And after that, I say, God, you need to lead me. I am stuck here. I'm a believer. I know you. I'm safe. I know, but a lot of my habits still bad. I have still have a lot of junk in me. So I decided to pursue God, and then God answered my prayer. He said, "Go to that meeting in Portland, Oregon, and you will start a new life." So I went there, and in that meeting, the fire of God hit me. I was hit by the fire of God, and He got rid of. Many chunks in my life, but not enough yet. I feel that wow, this is a beginning. This is wonderful. I've noticed the change in myself on the inside of me. I'm not a, the same man anymore. Then I pursue again. That year, I flew to Florida to be in a pastoral meeting, and I remember the evangelist stood up and say, "All the pastor and evangelists who want to." Get touched by the fire of God. Stand up. Yes, definitely. I want to be touched by the fire of God. I stood up, and he waved his hand like this. Fire. I don't know what happened to other people. I don't care. <laughs> But I know what happened to me. The fire of God hit me, and I was on the ground under the chair, <laughs> under the chair, and demons come out of me. 
Now I understand because when I was young, I worshipped idols. I went to Buddhist temple and performed ceremony. When I was young, I went to the place where they put the spell on your back with monkeys and elephant, and they can pull the knife out and hit your back, and the skin is not cut because there's a power of darkness on me. And not only that, I called the spirit in when I was young, and I can speak other voices. I walk around my house with my eye closed, and I don't hit anything because the spirit in me make me walk around. So I play with evil spirit when I was young. After I became a Christian, those spirit is still uh, was still in me, and they still work in me. That's why I struggle and struggle and struggle. That day, I was on the floor for half an hour. Demons keep coming out of me. I scream and shout, and keep, uh, the pastor still keep on preaching. He still keep preaching. He didn't care about me. <laughs> Let God deal with him. After that meeting, I was a new man. I know that. Hundreds of demons came out of me, even though I was already a pastor. But because I never been filled with the fire of God, I was saved. I was baptized in water. I baptized myself into the church. I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, but I did not have the baptism with fire. My life was still struggling, and that day God touched me, and since then, He still touched me. And cleanse me. All the junk come out little by little. When the fire of God touch you, He's a great revealer. Many times when He touch me, He would speak to me and say, "Son, this is your problem. You need to repent right now. If you don't repent, I cannot help you. So I need to repent, and then He will get rid of that junk out of me. He will speak to me. He will reveal. You know, when you walk into the room." And you turn off the light. The, the room is so dark. You don't see cockroaches. You don't see rats in the room. Is that right? You walk in. You don't see any mosquito to bite you. But when you turn on the light, oh, cockroaches everywhere, rats everywhere, the mosquito fly everywhere. Want to bite you. So the fire of God is the same thing. When you turn on the light, the fire of God came in. He will reveal the junk in your life. Maybe you have some bad attitude. Maybe your lifestyle is in a mess, some way, somehow. Maybe he say you love your job more than me. God gonna reveal some bad things in your life that will stop you or hinder you from the blessing of God. From bringing the blessing into your children and grandchildren to the thousand generations, you know, as a dad like me, I have responsibility, big responsibility, to behave, to live a godly life, so that I can pass the blessing to my children, grandchildren, great grandchildren to the thousand generations. I should not be goof off. I should not play game. I should not sin. I should not do anything bad because it will bring the curse to the third and fourth generations. I have a big responsibility. That's why I don't play around. I love my children so much. I love my grandchildren so much. I want to pass only the good things into them. How can I be like that man who can live a holy life, who love God with all my heart, who serve God faithfully? Who live a life that God is pleasing to me? I cannot do it myself. I need God to change me, cleanse me, get rid of the junk out of me. 
I have so many junks in my life, so many chaffs in my life. That's why the church should welcome the file of God to come in to cleanse the member. I noticed that since I invite the file of God to come into my church in Seattle, we rarely see people get sick. Family got better. Our children love God. Our children really fear God because the file of God really cleanses our children and cleanses the parents. It's so important to have that in the church. Amen. We don't want demon to come in to kill our family. Demon come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Demons are afraid of the file of God. Do you know that? When the file of God show up. Either demon come out of you or you run out of this place. I tell you, and I see that when I start to lay hand and move in the fire, some people run to me and demon come out. But some people look at me. I'm mad at this guy, and you don't even know why you're mad at me. I don't do anything to you. I don't steal your money. I I don't borrow your money and don't return your money. I don't try to put the needle out and inject your because I'm a doctor. Some children don't like me because they know that I'm a doctor. They're afraid of injection. I don't do anything. I just preach and I just lay hand. But some people are so mad at me. I don't like this man. But actually, that voice is not your voice. It's demon in you. Speak to you that get out of here asap. Don't like this guy. So that you can stay in pornography. So that you can stay in gambling, just so that you can stay in cheating your wife, so that you can stay in unforgiveness and in poverty and in curses and sickness and cancer in whatever to kill you. Get out of here! Don't take life. And you believe them and walk out. And you stay with your sickness, you stay with your curses, but you never get set free. When the fire of God moves, it's the blessing to you. Malachi chapter three verses two to three, the Bible say, "But who can endure the day of His coming, and who can stand when He appears?" The Bible talk about two meanings here. One, when Jesus show up one day, Jesus is coming back the second time in the future. Who gonna be able to stand before Jesus? The Bible say a lot of people will run behind the rock, hide themselves because ooh, oh, I used to reject Jesus. But now he's really real. He's coming. We're gonna be in trouble. They run behind the rock. But this scripture also the second meaning. This is a prophecy. The second meaning: when God shows up in the church, when the tangible presence, the fire, the glory of the Lord shows up. Yesterday afternoon we have a wonderful time. God shows up here. Oh, one! It's so good. It's like an upper room, upper room experience. Who can endure the day of his coming? He shows up, and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like launderer's soap. He come to clean. He come to get rid of the junk out of you. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi. The Bible say that all the believers should be the priests. We serve God, is that right? I'm the priest too. You're the priest. The son of Levi means the priest. We should be the priest, and he will purify his servant and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Amen. We want to serve God in righteousness, not in sin. 
I feel so sad when I heard that some pastor commit adultery. I feel so sad when I heard that some churches misappropriate the fund, cheat money. I feel so sad when I heard that some minister do something bad to make wrong, bad impression to Jesus Christ. They need the fire. They need to burn that out the love of money, the unfaithful relationship, all this thing. They need to love their wife, not to cheat their wife. Is that clear? So God wants to clean up his house, the priest. The Bible talks about refining fire. When you want to make gold to be pure, what do you do? You put in the container or something, and then you burn it. You put the fire, put the heat on the gold, and the gold become melt because of the heat. And what happened? The impurities will come up to the surface of that melt gold. Then the refiner or the goldsmith can scoop out the impurity to make that gold pure 100%. God would do the same thing to us. He put the fire in the church to get the impurity up to the surface so that he can scoop them out. And then he will pour you into the molder to make you shiny, beautiful, golden hook so that you will go out and catch the fish. <laughs> you will get many people safe. <laughs> How many people want to be shiny, beautiful, golden hook? Wow, I want to be. <laughs> Since I have been in the fire, I see more people safe than before. Amen. So God wants to clean us up to be beautiful women and men of God. And when people look at us, they'll say, you're so different. Can I come to your church? Why are you so prosperous? Why are you so glorious? Your face. Yesterday, I noticed that many members in this church look different from two years ago. <laughs> Not that they lose their hair. No, no, no. Not that they have more wrinkles. No, no, no. I'm, I'm serious. They look more glorious. Amen. I told a couple. I think I told Robert. I told Robert and Joy yesterday, you know, I saw you only once a year, twice a year. You look so more glorious now. Amen. You're the shining golden hook of God. <laughs> because they are in the church with the file of God. Amen. Amen. Look at my wife, how beautiful she is. <laughs> <laughs> full of glory you look younger than age full of life amen? amen and when you welcome the presence and the fire of God like that the blessing will come along too you know our life we have choices we either choose God choose life choose blessing prosperity divine health success or we're going to choose sin darkness the devil demons Sickness and disease, cursing. I choose the presence of God. I choose the joy of God. I choose the blessing of God. I choose the prosperity of God. I choose divine health. I live in divine health because I have the fire inside me. Sickness cannot stay around me too long. When God touched me, it has to go. Is that right, God? And sickness cannot be together. In heaven, there's no sickness. 
In heaven, there is no curse. In heaven, there are no demons. So when you invite the fire of God to come in, mainly you open your life to heaven. Amen. Why we call heaven heaven? Why? Why? Because Peter was there. There is a joke story. A couple get married and they fight and fight and eventually they got divorced. So the wife died first and went to the pearly gate of heaven. She walked into the pearly gate and the apostle Peter was standing there. And Peter said, "Are oh, you going to go in heaven?" "Yes, yes, sir." "Spell one word for me." "Okay." "Spell love." "Okay." "L O V E." The wife get into heaven. A few days later, the husband died and came to the pearly gate of heaven. And that day, Peter was busy, so the wife stand at the pearly gate for him. The wife saw his ex-husband walked in. You want to go into heaven? Yes, honey. Now he melt down. <laughs> She said, "You need to spell a word for me. What word? Czechoslovakia." <laughs> I don't even know how to spell Czechoslovakia. <laughs> so learn Czechoslovakia. Learn <laughs> <laughs> okay, why heaven is called heaven? Because God is there. There is no God. There is no heaven. Is that right? So when you invite the fire of God to come in, you invite heaven to come in. And what belongs to heaven will be in you. May take some time. God does not clean us up in one session. In one session. I don't like big spine surgery. I like to do simple spine surgery, but some spine surgery they have to do like five level fusion in the back, open up big incision, and then pull the muscle off, put screw, 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 rod. Take about six, eight hours. Then they have to flip the patient and go through the abdomen and put more plate and screw. I'm serious. There are some surgery like that. I said I will not do this. I will send to somebody else. <laughs> But with that kind of surgery, back and front, you have to come second time. You cannot do that both surgery in one anesthesia. You do this eight hours, go home, and stay home for three months. Come back the second surgery again. The same principle with God. God cannot clean all of us up one time. We cannot handle it. I may have 1,000 junks in me. When I was growing up, I have a lot of junks in my family. My my family was not Christian, so they did a lot of bad things, and I learned from my dad, my mom, my uncle, auntie. A lot of Chinese and Thai culture there, lying, gossiping, and all kind of junks and tricky Thai people like being tricky a little bit, like <laughs> so I can get benefit from you. <laughs> so I was a tricky, <laughs> I was a tricky doctor for a while. <laughs> You don't understand what I mean. Tricky. You you twist the truth a little bit to make benefit for yourself. So <laughs> that is culture in Asia. After we become a Christian, God has to clean us up, but He cannot clean us up one session. 
He needs to clean us up little by little. That's why the Bible used the word from glory to glory to glory to glory. Amen. The word glory comes from the Hebrew language kabod. The word kabod means two things. Number one means thick, tangible presence of God that you can feel, you can sense His presence. God is everywhere, but His presence. That you can feel is not everywhere. The file of God is kabod. The presence of God that you can feel on your skin have goosebumps. You can feel your body shake. You feel something in your body kabod. But the word kabod, the word glory, also mean perfect characteristic or attributes of God. When Pasada shows up, she will show up with her attribute: how she smile, how she talk. How she move around. So when God shows up, He will come with His attributes: love, kind, mercy, merciful, forgiving, long-suffering, giving, generous, goodness, justice, power. Everything good things He would show up. So when the Bible say from glory to glory to glory to glory, it means that when the file of God touch you. He changed you little by little. Plastic surgery. Today maybe <laughs> when I have to operate on somebody's neck to fuse the neck to get rid of the pressure on the nerve, some seventy years old woman will say to me, "Can you do me a favor also at the same time? Can you stretch my skin? <laughs> Can you do plastic surgery on me?" I say you need to go to plastic surgeon. I don't know. I don't know how to do that. Okay, so plastic surgery is step by step, little by little. Today maybe your neck a little bit. Next time, next Sunday maybe your face get rid of the wrinkle. Next time, make the nose a little bit bigger. Nowadays, I when I see Thai woman, are you really Thai? <laughs> Did you go to Korea? <laughs> Thai woman like to go to Korea to make a no s p e a k e r Hallelujah! So God gonna cleanse you little by little, change you. To become more like Jesus, from this level of attributes to another level of attributes. Amen. Let me read one last scripture here. Romans twelve one to two. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, when you experience the mercy of God, you want to live your life to give you Him the glory. I experience a lot of mercies of God. I did not deserve to get a job at University of Washington. I did not deserve to marry a godly woman like Pasada. I did not deserve to be in America. I did not deserve to be a preacher like this, to fly here, by the mercies of God. I am so overwhelmed by the love and the mercy of God that you, after you, so thankful and appreciate the mercy of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable to God, 
which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You give your life as a living sacrifice. In the Old Testament, they kill animal and put the animal on the altar and burn that to send smoke to God. That animal that died is symbolic of the death of Jesus Christ. But now we are not the dead sacrifice. We are living sacrifice. We are on the altar. So the fire of God come and burn all the junk out, little by little, so that we will not be conformed to the way of the world, so that we will be renewed and we will know what is good, what is acceptable and perfect will of God. The problem of the living sacrifice is that it can crawl off the altar. It can crawl off. I hope you don't crawl off the altar. <laughs> you let God send the fire to burn you <laughs> on a regular basis. Amen. I speak all of this today. I speak from my own experiences. This is not just a theology. This is not just a doctrine. I'm not teaching you just head knowledge. I have first-hand experience of myself and of many people around the world that how the fire of God saved so many people from sin, from demons, from sickness and disease, from the junks in their life, from the curses in their life. Their life was changed. i give you one example and then we'll close in prayer. There was a couple who were big leader in another movement, another church. And that movement was against the fire. They don't believe in the fire. They got married. The husband and wife, very smart, served God faithfully. And they have a son. By the time before they came to meet me, a few years, they drove to church on different cars because they could not talk anymore. They were at the verge of divorce. The husband got into 30 million baht debt produced by his dad. His dad asked him to sign as a guarantee. And his dad didn't pay the debt, so he has to pay the debt for his dad. 30 million baht. His son has had to go to the emergency room every week for sickness. Their life was going downhill. Divorce is pending. Losing money, the son got sick, they're both very sad. But both of them, behind the scene, in their car, listen to my teaching about the fire. Even though that church say, no, don't listen to this guy. He's a false teacher. They listen. And one day, they decide to show up in our meeting in Thailand. They got touched by the fire. Their relationship returned, restored. Now they love each other. Within two years... God bless his business. Pay off 30 million baht in two years. After that, the son stopped going to the hospital, got totally healed, and never gets sick again. God, get rid of all the junk in this family. And now they travel with me to Europe. They travel with me everywhere to serve God with me, both of them. And the son now say, I want to be like Pastor Lau. I want to be both doctor and preacher, like Pastor Lau. You see, the fire of God came in to get rid of the junk in the church. 
Get rid of the junk in your family, in your life. Amen. Amen. Now they love the fire. Hallelujah. If you listen to another testimony, because of the fire of God in Thailand, one movie star man, his nickname is Peck. He's a movie star. He came to know God, but then he did not know the fire. He began to get into women, pornography, drugs, gambling. His life was going downhill. Bad, very good-looking man, still single though. Maybe I should bring him here sometime. <laughs> good-looking man, he was going downhill until one day, he said to God, "Lord, I am in bad shape now. I have millions of bad debt. I am in lawsuit right now. I addicted to drugs. I have problem with women, problem everything." And he was a Christian, go to church. And he pray. He turn on the TV, and the program come up is my program, my preaching. And the fire of God touch him in the bedroom. The debt is gone. The lawsuit was lifted. Now he has his own business, making a lot of money, and he became an evangelist. Amen. One young man got touched by the fire, totally changed his life. This is. Just two example of testimony. More than this, believe me, hundred and thousand of testimony in Thailand. How the fire of God saved a lot of families and lives in Thailand. Amen. 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 Now, in order to receive the fire, you need to have this attitude. Number one, God, I'm not like Jesus yet. I still have a long way to go. I want to grow up. I want to become more like you. I don't want to stay the same way. Change me. Cleanse me, Lord. God is a gentleman; He will never force you to do anything. It's your own desire. Two, you come to Him with humility. You humble yourself and say, "God, I'm not perfect. I need your help." God gives grace to the humble. If you humble, God will help you. Three, you surrender. I cannot perform surgery if my patient. Fight with me. I cannot perform surgery. The only way they have to put their hand out. Okay, doctor, cut on me right now. I want to get out of this pain and suffering. Cut on me. I surrender to you. The same thing with God. You need to surrender. You need to be humble. You need to say yes. I need help. Four. You need to die to self and say, I don't care what other people think about me. This is between me and God. I'm not gonna keep my face. I don't worry about my mascara, <laughs> my hairstyle. I just paid two hundred dollars yesterday to make new hairstyle to come to church. But today, God gonna perform surgery. My hairstyle may be messy. That's okay. God can give you two thousand dollars to make ten more times. Amen. Don't worry about it. Amen. So you need to forget about yourself and focus on God and let God. Take care of you. Let God touch you, and you will never be the same. And believe me, better to let heaven come into your life than try to help yourself. Amen. Amen. Before I pray for people, let me ask this simple question: Is any one of you in this room? Is there any one of you in this room? I'm not sure that you don't have the way to heaven. You're not sure that if you die today, you will be in heaven. 
to live there for eternity. If you are not sure and you say, "I want to be sure that my name is recorded in the book of life of the Lamb," you can be ten years old boy. You don't need to be a doubt to be saved. You may go to church for many years. Maybe you even grow up in a church with your parents, but you never really give your life to Jesus in a personal level. You never say, "Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior." You never say that. You just go to church for religion, for tradition, to please your mom and your dad, but you never invite Jesus to come into your life as your personal Savior. I want to encourage you today: give your life to Jesus. He loves you so much. He is the answer to your life, amen. And He will help you, teach you, guide you, protect you, bless you, provide for you. He is a good God. If you want to do that, I like to lead you to prayer with me, amen. Or maybe you pray like this many years ago, but now you're not sure. Maybe you backslide. Maybe you begin to love something else more than God. You say, "I want to dedicate my life to God again." Okay, pray with me right now. Pray out loud with me. Close your eyes. Don't worry about somebody else. Speak out loud to God that He can hear your voice. Father in heaven, you created me. You love me so much. I did not come from monkey. I was created in the image of God. I admit, Lord, I'm not perfect. I have done mistakes. I have done wrong in my life. Sin is my nature, and you love me. You want to forgive me. You send your Son, Jesus Christ, into the world to die for me. To take the sin from me, the curse, the death, sickness, poverty, rejection from me. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for paying the price for me. I received your forgiveness. I received your righteousness. I received your blessing. I received your life. Lord Jesus, come into my life right now. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to serve you. From today on, I will call myself a believer, a Christian. I am born again. I turn away from my old way. I want to follow godly ways. Lord Jesus, you are my God, the only God, and you are my Savior. Thank you so much for receiving me into your kingdom. I believe my name is recorded in the book of life in heaven, in this world, by your grace, 
I shall have superabundant life. And in the next life to come, I will have eternal life. I shall live in heaven for eternity in Your presence. Thank you, Lord. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty. I'm not afraid to die.